When it comes to your walk with Christ, there are many different branches on that tree. Anxiety, fear, depression, anger, lust, God's promises, how Jesus walked the earth, the true meaning of love, how to grow spiritually, temptations and how to fight them, building relationships with Jesus, and the list goes on and on. Well, we're here to talk about that. This is Come Closer. Our passion and our goal is to go deeper in Christ and build a relationship with Jesus to make it personal. We want to spread the gospel and learn more about the Bible and what it's actually saying. On this show, you'll get 100% sincerity. And you know what? We're going to have fun along the way. Welcome to Come Closer. Now your hosts, Joe and Troy. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Come Closer podcast. We are a daily devotional podcast setting that delves to aiming to go deeper with Christ. My name's Joe, and I'm with Troy. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing excellent. How about you? I'm doing great, man. So, Troy, why don't you tell us a little bit about why we started the Come Closer page on Facebook and what it's about? I mean, first and foremost, right, it's all for the glory of God, right? We just want to go ahead and let uh, our light shine, and then as well as others, you know, as far as daily devotionals, uh, more in-depth studies and, and, and certain scriptures, and then also just that peace of mind just to go ahead and say that, hey, you are not alone in this walk with Christ, right? We are with you. You know, God is with you. And and just knowing that, hey, you have coverage. And, and I think that's the easiest way for all of us to grow. That's awesome, man. That's awesome, man. Definitely. So, um, Troy, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, tell us about your relationship with Jesus and just um, tell us a little bit more about who you are. Um, first and foremost, right, um, I, I'm a PK, right? So for p- people who do not know what a PK is, uh, PK is a preacher's kid, right? I, I grew up in this lifestyle. Uh, I didn't choose it. It chose me, right? So, and then I'm glad it did. It did choose me. I'll tell you the truth. I, growing up, I was kind of pushed away. I felt forced, you know, but it was still that foundational principle of, hey, knowing who God is, knowing what the church is about, and just those little small principles. But I didn't, I didn't have a hunger like I do now, if that makes sense. So just, just, I grew a little bit more and I grew outside of when I got away from it. And then Jesus had a hold on me. It's like, nah, man, you ain't gonna go too far, dude. No. So therefore drawing me back in. And then when he drew me back in that fish hook landed right there and and (laughs) reeled me back into Christ. Right. And then I, um, I always teetered the line, man. I never, I never crossed on, on any small barriers. Right. But I did, you know, you know, the Bible says he will without sin cast a first stone. And literally, I was the one man. I I have sinned, you know, and still have sinned. But uh, repenting daily is one of those 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 pieces that we got to get to. So that's that's really what I come from. And then my relationship with my family, you know, and, and, and how I got to where I am now. Definitely. And yours is um, kind of the same situation as me. I'll tell you a little bit about myself as well. I grew up as a pastor's kid. Uh, father was very 
involved in the local church. Uh, same thing. I uh, always had the Bible as my main anchor point in my life. Uh, church was a big center of our of our family. And like any PK kid as well, like you said, man, you kind of get more drifted into the world with everything. The world becomes more attractive. And you kind of push God aside. But God was always there. And that's the mm-hmm. same thing for me. He was always there, always my guiding point. He was there for me that laid me when when I was through a lot of bad decisions in my life, made a lot of mistakes, went down a lot of bad roads. God was always in the back saying, hey, come closer, come closer back to me. You know, he was was my anchor. And like you said, he was the guiding light where he I finally found restoration with him. I finally found that thing that I was always looking for was a true relationship with Jesus, even though I had the church. And I had, I knew about God and knew about Jesus and what he did for us and his, um, his love for his people. I never really experienced that intimacy mm-hmm. had until you have that true kind of coming, like come together moment with the father where you have that restoration and the Holy spirit enters into you. And that kind of leads into like a really good, like testimony that you shared on our Facebook page. Right. Why yeah. don't you tell us a little bit about that? Because that, testimony for me has really struck a chord it's really put a resonance in my heart of really pursuing the father more having an intimate relationship with god having that being filled with the holy ghost being filled with the holy spirit so people can know that you're different tell me about that interaction and what happened with you yeah so i mean it was a crazy series of events you know and um I'm I'm still in awe to this day, right? And I'll, I'll probably forever be in awe. And it's just that God is so good, man. And then how you just see prayers being answered and then how he just leads things into fruition, right? Like nothing's by coincidence. We we like often to say, oh, man, I'm lucky that this happened or that was luck or this is luck and that, you know. And and it's actually not, you know. It's a series of events, man, That that is – planning and leading up to God, right? Or up to what he has in store for you. Yeah. So I I did that video off my testimony and it was all based off, I called it not a coincidence because mm-hmm. it wasn't, right? It's just too much things um, for it not to be a coincidence. And it all started, I was headed to Great Lakes. Uh, so I'm in, the, I'm in the Navy, you know, for all those who I know. And um, I was going to Great Lakes, Illinois for school, right? That's like one of our training facilities up there. And as I'm going up that way, uh, it's, it's a few things that happened on my travel that were not a coincidence. And uh, one of them were very small was my dog, right? I was, I was planning on bringing my dog and I was like, nah, what is he going to do for those whole 30 days that I'm going to be up there and I'm going to be in a hotel? Like, what is he going to do, right? And what happens if I'm in class for like eight hours? He's just going to be sitting in the room for like eight hours, you know, and then um, and then slowly but surely, man, I was like, you know what? I, I end up bringing them. So on January 6th, I decided to bring my dog. And then now I'm caught in the middle of, of saying that, hey, should I leave today on January 6th or should I leave on the 7th and gun it 14 hours straight from Virginia to, you know, um, Great Lakes, Illinois. Right. And then now. I'm caught in that conundrum, you know, I'm like, you know, what? well, if I stay a little bit later, that gives me another day to spend with my wife and kids, you know, have a little bit more long time with them, you know, because I'm going to be gone for 30 days or I can cut my trip in half if I leave 
January 6th, stop in Pittsburgh. And then that's seven hours. And then also get to Great Lakes, another seven hours from there. So that way I'm not driving a whole 14 hours. That that sucks, you know. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, well, long story short, man, later on in the day, off work on January 6th, I said, you know what? I waited till you got work, kissed her goodbye, grabbed Samson, and we all just got on the road, right? Just me and him. Just a man and his dog. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, we're traveling and we're getting, and I, I type in the destination Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. right? Random. And just a city, it brings you into the center of the city or near City Hall, right? It's right. kind of, um, it's like a, a, a safe, right? A way of basically putting you into that destination, but not near anything specifically, right? Yeah. So I put in Pittsburgh, no hotel, nothing like that, because I was like, you know what? I'm traveling on the government's, uh, my government travel card. So I was able to pay for its own thing. So I wasn't worried. Right. As we're traveling, we get to the center of Pittsburgh, and now I'm there. I still didn't put a hotel or any destination for a hotel or where we're going to be laying our heads. So I just started driving around Pittsburgh, and it was a random occurrence of me just driving around. And it's nighttime. It's like 11 at night. I'm just looking around, seeing how beautiful the city is at night. And then I, I get to where the convention centers are in Pittsburgh, and and. The convention center is like right next to like the the river where all these like uh, bridges that are painted yellow are, you know. I don't know the terms, so if anybody's from Pittsburgh, don't be mad at me, all right? But uh, so I'm looking at the uh, convention centers to my left side. There's like a row of like a little bit of hotels, right? So there's a Hampton Inn and another uh, hotel that's down there. So I go to um, the Hampton Inn didn't like it. I was like, no, what? Nah, I'm gonna go here. Even though they said they had a, a room for my dog, you know, a pet friendly room, I said, no, nah, I'm gonna just go down to the street. So I got led and I went to this other hotel that was literally kind of corner next to this museum. Yeah. And um, they said they had a dog room available, a pet friendly room. So I was like, cool. Well, we'll stay here. So right. mind you, right? I'm, I'm taking my dog out and we're getting everything out of the car, which is very hectic. And then. <laughs> Um, getting into the room, safe and sound. I call my wife, tell her, hey, I made it to Pittsburgh. Everything's going well, right? Um, and I'm getting ready to lay my head down, right? So it's like 11, 11 almost 12 at night now. And, I, and I'm going to sleep. I'm trying to go to sleep. I'm just, I got the office on, <laughs> you know? You got no <laughs> Yeah, man, the office, man. That, that's, a, that's a funny yeah. show. <laughs> but so I got that on and I'm... I'm trying to go to sleep and I like as I'm closing my eyes my dog's smacking loudly like obnoxiously inside the inside the crate and I'm like dude what are you doing right right Who so I, I lift up his uh the sheets I cover the sheets so that way he's not distracted he's a puppy and then uh look and this dude threw up inside his crate I'm oh. like oh man I'm like so I don't have no cleaning supplies nothing like that oh. I'm taking him out of the crate I go inside the uh inside the 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 shower shower everything off i'm using like soap hotel soap to like clean everything off right and then i put him back in there in a crate you know and then once again try to close my eyes right yes, sir. so now now i'm getting ready like i'm feeling myself getting ready to go into a, a deep not a deep sleep but uh into a doze off right mm-hmm. and it's like uh 12 going on almost one now and as I'm getting ready to go to sleep and closing my eyes and drifting away, 
I, my nose is like wide open and it's open because my dog pooped in the crate now. I'm like, man, I'm like, dude, you just don't want me to go to sleep tonight. So, you know, I clean up all that stuff like that. Same ordeal shower. And now I'm up and I'm walking them throughout the city, you know, a little away from the hotel, making sure he does all his business, right? Get all this stuff out. Let him play a little bit so he can get a little bit tired. And then we go back into the hotel. And now it's like one, almost two in the morning, right? I finally go to sleep and it's about two in the morning and I have a dream. And my dream is something that I remember so vividly to this day. Normally, you don't remember your dreams like that, right? It's, it's, they say that, that you actually should write your dream down after you have it so that way you can keep it. I've, I've yet to write this dream down, but I remember it like verbatim, like every single thing that happened. So as I'm sleeping, um, I'm, I'm in my house, and my house is like a one-level house, and it's, uh, my front door is open and my back door is open, you know, and you can see the front door from the back door. And then in the kitchen, right, is uh we have a there was a, an island. We don't have an island in our kitchen, but there was an island in this kitchen in our house now. And me and my wife were standing side by side. She was on my right hand side, and we're standing in and behind the uh, the island. And people are coming in from the front door and the back door of our house. And as they're coming in, they're coming through to us and then asking us for how do we get a closer relationship with God. You know, and, who, and they want to know who God is and stuff like that, right? And and we're like, so we're telling them when we're ministering, right? And we're when people are coming in left and right, right? And then leaving out through the other door, boom, boom, boom. And then uh, the thing that changes is this one lady, she comes in and she's different. And she says, I want to know who Jesus is and build a relationship with him. I was like, man, I was like, okay, so everybody else wanted to know the father, right? But yeah. now you want to know the point of salvation, right? The one who died for our sins being Jesus Christ. And yeah. and and it, and it took us by storm, man. But, you know, as we're sitting there, not sitting there, but standing there, we all interlocked hands and I said, let's pray, right? So as we're praying, I don't remember the, the full prayer that I said. That's like probably the only part of the dream I really do not remember because it was the words, I guess, were me literally praying in my dream again. I don't know. But mid prayer, as we're praying, right, and I'm saying that you know, uh, you know, the repetition of prayer, and then literally my language starts to change inside my dream, okay. you know. So I'm, I'm starting to speak in tongues, right, and I'm like speaking in tongues, and and boom, as I'm speaking in tongues, I leave them, and I start to go ministering to other people. Right. And I'm just like traveling and ministering and talking and stuff like that. And and, you know, just getting the message out there. Right. That Jesus loves you, you know, and that forgiveness is real and literally just getting through. And I'm and I'm, I'm going to other people and they're catching the Holy Ghost, getting filled with the Holy Ghost, excuse me. And this and this is contagious. Mm -hmm. And then I get to the funniest part of my story was that um, I saw Snoop Dogg, Ludacris. <laughs> and nelly right wow and and i, I was like I, all these these three out of all people man i was like i was kind of culture shocked you know so i'm literally sitting there as i'm i'm talking to them right and i'm ministering to them and i'm in my mind i'm thinking that they are gonna 
you know, dismiss me and say, no, nah, that's not true or whatever. No, we don't believe you. And also like that. they were so receptive to every single thing that I was saying and ministering yeah. that they were filled with the Holy Ghost right there. And then they started to minister to their friends. Wow. You know, and I was like, man, that was so powerful. And then I woke up, I woke up and it was like six o'clock. I only been asleep for like four hours. And then, you know, and now I'm wide awake. Right. I'm like, man. Yeah. That dream, I never had a dream like that before where I something that I prayed for when I was a child, I now experienced. Yeah. You know, so now uh we, we eat breakfast and then uh the lady at the front desk was telling me that I could make a left or a right after coming out of the front of the hotel. Either way it's fine. If you make a right, you go to like the like the old portions of uh, Pittsburgh where it's like, you know, like a towny fell vibe and it has like uh you know, like Pittsburgh stuff and, and um, you know, momentums and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then, or you make the left and you can go downtown. So I was like, you know what? I've never been downtown. So let me go ahead and walk downtown and see what that's about. Right. So me and Samson are walking, right? And as we're looking downtown to make a left, it was like a we got to another fork where the, you make a left to go downtown and in front of us was a convention center or you make a right and you go near the, like, the riverside where those bridges were. And over there on the riverside, there were like some ducks or, you know, or yeah, ducks that were over there. And um, so I was like, you know what? I was about to make the left. And then I was looking at Samson and I was like, maybe he'll like to look at the ducks and be like, man, what in the world are those things? You know, <laughs> so we go, we make that right. And we go towards the river. And what I see on the ground, right, uh, is it's. I have a picture of it. It's inside the video because I literally had to take a picture of it. I was like, I was like no one's going to believe this happened after I had a dream like this, but literally on the ground, I see the words Holly ghost. Right. Uh -huh. And, and, and the words Holly ghost and I, and me after having that literally an hour earlier, you know, I'm reading Holy ghost, right? I'm just like, Hey, somebody just put an extra L in there. And, but I'm reading the term Holy ghost literally on the ground. Nothing else next to it is by itself right there and then i chose to walk that way if i would have walked downtown i would have never saw it you know yeah i was like man what this is a, this is not <laughs> luck this is a coincidence this is not a coincidence right so i, I called my mom immediately right and i'm telling my mom this whole little day i tell her about the dream and i tell her about and i text her the picture of what i saw on the ground and she says oh my god right and she is she is like ecstatic right she's like it's like that is insane right and then she's telling my dad my dad's like that means he's getting ready to get filled with the holy ghost he doesn't i don't know when but that's a lot of confirmations and i said i said man it is so we continue downtown get back to the hotel pack up and now we are um you know headed down headed to great lakes now back on the road as we're driving you know i'm just thinking about it and it's in the back of my mind and then and my whole portion is that you know what my sister and brother-in-law and my nephews and nieces live inside chicago which is only 45 minutes from great lakes i said i'm gonna go to church with them every sunday while i'm here because i'm gonna keep up on going to church every sunday and staying devoted to my word right and growing in christ so i, I call my sister and i'm telling her like hey i'm almost close to chicago i plan on going to church with you guys on sunday because remember this is now saturday Right. So I, I left on the sixth, got to Pittsburgh on the sixth, and then I left Pittsburgh on the seventh, saw everything on the seventh. And now 
I'm traveling to Chicago. So that's a Saturday. And now I'm talking to my sister on a Saturday saying, hey, I'm going to go to church with you guys. And then in the morning, uh, I checked into my hotel and everything else, right, on on, the, on Saturday. Um, you know, checked into the command, let them know that I'm here too as well, right? So that way they can stand my orders. And then uh, I'm I'm ready, you know, for church, you know, the next day. So I wake up, eat my breakfast. I text my sister saying, hey, I'm coming, you know, um, to church with you guys today, right? Y'all need anything? And my sister texts me back and says, that, hey, we aren't um, going to be at church today. My niece, Brooklyn, was in the hospital again. Uh, my niece, Brooklyn, has um, diabetes, right? So sometimes her levels get off sync, and then they have to take her to the hospital, right, to make sure everything is correct. Yeah. So now, you know, my sister and, them, and my brother-in-law are literally in the hospital with my niece. So I'm I'm in my mind, and I was already just counting myself out and saying that, you know what? I'm not going to go to church today. I told the wife, say, hey, change the plans. I'm just going to stay here, read my Bible. You know, I'll just go with them next Sunday. And uh, I told my sister that, right? I literally said, hey, I'll just, I'll, I'll get with you guys next Sunday. So as I'm getting ready to take all my stuff for, you know, church, my sister texted me back and says, hey, can you pick the uh, your nieces and nephews up on the way to church? I said, what? <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said, so you, I said, okay, well, I'm going to church then. You know, I'm like, I'm not going to say anything against it i'm like no let's let's go that means hey it's a sign keep going to church right so i'm going and as i'm driving to go pick up my nieces and nephews i'm hearing altar call in my mind right i'm like go to altar call go to altar call and i'm like okay i'm like i'm gonna I'm go to altar call man i definitely will right now this is a big church too so it's a lot of people a lot yeah. of eyeballs on you could be pretty intimidating you walking up you know to altar call but i was like man forget that man i'm here for god i'm here for was pulling me this way and um so i grab my nieces and nephews go to the church right and we're all talking having a good time going away to church and stuff like that and we find the seats um in the sanctuary and the message from bishop smith is like is 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 hitting me on all levels man and it's like i was like man you know how those one of those messages where you're like this message was for me yeah like God's got that plan for you. He, you need to listen to this message, definitely. Exactly, right? Yeah. And, I, and I felt it was drawing me to it, right? Uh-huh. But he does something next, right? After after this, after this sermon, you know, after he was finishing up and get ready to do altar call, he, right before altar call, he, he's t- he asked us a question. He said, by, he said, raise your hand if you are filled with the Holy Ghost. Right. And I see hands shooting up left and right throughout the sanctuary. And I was like, as much as I want to put my hands up and knowing that, you know, I, I chose God and that I've I, I felt as though I had the Holy Spirit, but I was unsure. He he had hands shooting up left and right and my hands were like glued to my legs, man. I wanted to put them yeah. up as much as I could and I felt bad. I was like, that's not me. So I literally waited until the next thing and it was altar call and I literally slid past everybody in that pew. Right. And it made my way down to altar call and it got to this lady. Yeah, now, I'm gonna be honest. The lady, the lady that was there um, at the time, I, I, I don't really, I don't really like everybody praying for me, right? I don't like too many hands to touch me and pray for me because I was, I'm, I'm very, I don't, I know the passing of spirits and stuff like that and and, and, and different things, so I, I'm, I'm very cautious on it. Yes. So therefore, like, out when she was getting ready to pray for me, man, I was, I was hesitant a little bit, but I said it anyway. So. Uh, she says, "Hey, what do you want to pray for?" And as and uh, before I can even get it out of my mouth, 
my nephews came up on the right side of me, right? And then, and then she turned her attention to my oldest nephew and said, what do you want to pray for? And he said that, yeah, I want to pray for my niece, uh, not niece, but uh, his sister, Brooklyn, you know, since she's in the hospital. Right. And I was like, okay, well, we all going to pray for that. I was like, oh, she ain't going to ask me again. So she skips my other two nephews that were in the middle. And then she looks back at me and she says, what do you want to pray for? And I said, well, there ain't no running now. I was like, well, I'm going to pray for it. And I said, I want to pray for the Holy ghost. Now, now here my history on the Holy Ghost, right? I I grew up in apostolic churches, Pentecostal, right? My mom used to be a Methodist. And um, and then we, we flirted with a little bit of Baptist as well. Gotcha. So we went through a, a, a different part of, of 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 different avenues, right? Of the yeah. domin- denominations. Yeah. And uh so I, I've heard it all, right? And um I, I've been in Terry rooms and I've been tarrying and I've, I've I've seen people who get filled with the Holy Ghost, I've seen people speak in tongues. So it's not uncommon to me. So I, I, I prayed for it because I see my friends getting filled. I see my sister, my mother, yeah. right? And I'm just like, man. I was like, so now I'm tarrying and I'm in a room for like hours, Joe. And I'm and I'm and I'm so I'm so heartbroken because nothing happens. And then the only thing that I keep hearing for my whole life around that time when I was younger was that you're so close. You're so close. You're right there. Yeah. What does that mean to me, man? I'm like six, I'm seven, I'm eight, I'm nine, I'm 10, I'm 11, I'm 12. I keep growing up, I'm 18. And you keep telling me the same thing. What am I holding on to? Yeah. You know, I don't know. You know, so, so it's a traumatic experience, right? So mm-hmm. while we're praying for this, and I've been praying for it my whole life after that, mm-hmm. is that I'm, I'm waiting for the trauma of me not getting filled with the Holy ghost again. Yeah. You know, so as we're praying with this lady and, and she's, she's praying for me, I already feel it coming that she's going to ask me to go to the Terry room. And as much as I don't want to go to the Terry room, I knew it needed to be done. Right. So she asked me literally next to her and she says, do you she says, do you want to go to the Terry room? And I could have easily said, no, I've done this before. I know what you're going to say. Right. Same ordeal. But I, instead of me saying that, I said, you know what? I said, yes. So I go. When we go upstairs to the Terry room, my nephews, they stay they stay back and they go into another room and they're praying for me. And I go into this room and it's a big room, wide open. It was just me and like a handful of other, like two other people in there, right? Yeah. One was um this elder. Um and this elder, he is like bubbly, man. Like talk about the most bubbliest person <laughs> you can ever experience in your life. Yes. He was that. And oh, he wow. made it he made it so comfortable for me just to be there, you know, and despite of how I was feeling, he was very welcoming. And he was like, he's like, yeah, it's like, hey, look, Troy, we're going to be in here for only 30 seconds. I mean, 30 seconds. I was like, 30 seconds. I was like, man, you know how many times I've been in here for like hours. I was like, all right. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm good with 30 seconds, man. Yeah. He said, look, look, you acting on faith right now. You are here because of your faith and your faith is beautiful. Wow. And he said, I want you to go ahead and activate and work on that. He said, I want you to call on the name of Jesus. So, my, you know, when I was growing up, I, I used the term, you know, when Turian, you say, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, or Jesus, 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 right? Mm-hmm. So I always, I started off and I started saying those, those phrases and, and, um, and it felt familiar. It felt the same exact way that it did before as a kid, as a teenager and nothing was happening. Right. And then he said, he said, Hey, sorry, right, go ahead. Stop there. He said, look, I know," he said. "That's what you're saying is good and all, right? And and 
But how about we try this? How about you say, hallelujah? And I said, man, I said to myself, like, man, I ain't never said that before. Yeah, right. I said, I said, I said he said, yes, let's say hallelujah. He's like, because hallelujah is the highest praise. I was like, man, you say like, you are, you're right. You know, I didn't heard that before, that phrase, right? Hallelujah is the highest praise, right? And so I was like, okay, well, I'll try it. So I started saying hallelujah, 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 right? And and slowly but surely, something started to change and it was different. Yeah. Right? And there was in inside me saying hallelujah, right? And I'm drifting away, looking off into the distance, right? Inside my eyes are closed, right? And now I start to envision a white room huh. and the mist is about lower than your knees, right? It's, it's yeah. down to the point where you can, you can almost see uh, a little bit of the ankle, almost right, mid mid leg, right? But you can't see the feet. It's that low, and off in the distance, in this white nothingness space, there's my dad. Now my dad died when I was younger, right? He yeah. he was shot and killed. He used to be a Brinks armor worker, which yeah. is well, you know, the guys who basically takes money and transported from bank to like different locations and stuff like that right yeah and um so he was shot and killed during a robbery and it it, it messed me up as a kid right and i always i love my dad man and he died when i was like six years old oh, wow. so i i had a tape of him man and the tape was ended up being lost in the move and i i wish I could find that tape to this day, but I have pictures of him. I always hear about how great a man he was and, and people speak highly about him and about in every single aspect and how loving he was. And then I, I, I love him, man, you know, and I, I still remember his voice. So he doesn't say anything at this point. Right. But this vision that I had months before this, this encounter was that I was on my way to work. And then literally I'm seeing the same nothing, whiteness space and I see a man off in the distance and he's far and and in this white nothingness space I know that that is my dad he doesn't say anything but I know that was him I could tell it was him I could feel his presence I knew that that was my father yeah right so I shared this with my mom and my mom says that you know hey I said that's your dad telling you that he made it and I was like I was like I took that as yes dad that's definitely that piece but also I took it as a piece of saying, hey, it's your turn, right? right? So yeah. I, so me knowing that that part of what it meant to me is that it's your turn. Now I'm back into turning, right? And I'm saying hallelujah, hallelujah. And I'm seeing the same white nothingness space. And I'm seeing my father again, yeah. right? But he's not far again. Now he's closer. He's not, he's within the arm's length. And he's looking at me, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm breaking down. I'm crying. Right. I'm I'm tearing up. I'm calling on the name. I'm saying hallelujah, 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 giving the highest praise. Yeah. And my dad, right, is mm-hmm. saying, come on, Troy. Come on, Troy. I'm hearing his voice. Come on, Troy. And he's speaking to me like, come on, you can do it. Like, you're almost there. I've never experienced that in my life, yeah. in my life. And it's my dad, you know, who's been he's been he's been dead for over 30 years. Wow, man. You know? Yeah. And he's saying, come on, Troy. And I'm knowing that's his voice. Yeah. Right? 
I am breaking down. I am a mess, right? And I'm saying hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. But I snap out of it. I'm like, what in the world is going on here, right? And then and then the elders looking at me, and then now the sister um, Jackson, she's there too as well. And he's like, yep, uh huh. I see you. I see you. Yep, God is good. Keep going. Go back in. Go back in. So I go back in. And I'm saying hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And then this is where it changes even more. Yeah. Now my dad is no longer an arms left away from me. He is mm -hmm. now embracing me. And yeah. my language starts to change, right? I started speaking in tongues. Yeah. Oh, right? Wow. And as I'm speaking in tongues, right, as I'm looking past my dad as if he's embracing me, I see Jesus. Yeah. But his his face, I can't see Jesus' face. I don't see his hairstyle. I don't see anything like that, right? Yeah. I see the glory coming from his face. Amen, man. Right? I can't even make out the smiling or whatever else, right? I just see him there. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. it, and then before you know it, right, he's entering in. And I'm starting to vibrate from inside. It's like a fire that is like like a fire just shooting up through my bones, man. Mm -hmm. And I can't express it in any other way, right? But I'm vibrating on all levels like my hands my are tingling my arms inside my stomach is 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 just full of joy man it's just unspeakable man i couldn't even i can't even express it so now i'm i'm i'm, I'm snapping out all right and i'm finally done saying it right my I, i'm now i'm moving my mouth and nothing is coming out because it's like i can't even express anymore i'm 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 curling up in a ball as I'm speaking, because I can't even move right, right? It's the overwhelming feeling of it all, right? And 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 I open my eyes, and the elders congratulating me, right? I'm still breaking down, crying, hunching oh. over, and the sister is looking at I me. Mean, she she's she's now sitting with me. She said, she said, so so Troy, what happened? And I can't even speak. Every time that I go to speak out my mouth to say that I've got filled with the Holy Ghost, something that I prayed for my whole life that mm -hmm. I've experienced, right? And I had that trauma that, you know, that God answered my prayers and everything that I saw and I experienced the day before led up to this day, the day after on the 8th of January. I am, I am in awe, right? I can't even speak. So it goes like 10 to 15 minutes, just like that. I, every time I open my mouth, I curl up and I cry and I'm filled with joy. Um, I'm, I'm just like, how? God is real. This really happened. Right. He answered my prayers. You know, I'm just, I can't express it enough. So I finally get to the point where I can speak and I tell her the story. And I tell her how literally on how I was going to leave on the 7th and I was going to bypass all of Pittsburgh and come straight to Great Lakes, you know, and that I wasn't even going to come to church today because my sister said she wasn't even going to be here. You know how I saw the sign on the pavement saying Holly Ghost, right? And then all this other little small little things that happened. And she says, and she's like, oh my God, right? She said, she said that is a powerful testimony. She says that think about these things like this too. Say, look, you know what January number one means? She said, I said, the number one, I've never heard of it. She said, number one means unity, unity between Jesus and God, right? Meaning one. And I said, wow. I said, well, I've never heard that before. And she said, you know what the seven means? I said, yeah, seven means completion. She said, yep. Yesterday, yeah. when you had that dream and then you saw the confirmation on the ground 
it was complete. Your mm -hmm. life of that old man was complete. I said, I said, oh my gosh, man, I never thought about it like that. And she says, well, you know what new, you know what eight means in the in, in the Bible? I said, no, I never heard of eight in the Bible. Yeah. She said, eight means new beginnings. I said, okay. oh my God. Right. You can't be, you can't be serious. Yeah. New beginnings? This can't be a coincidence. This is not luck. No. Right. The eight meaning new coincidence, the new man being put on, turned into a new creation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. And and then that's in my new beginnings. I've never experienced life with the Holy Ghost, and this is my new walk. Mm -hmm. You know? So, and then we're just saying all this stuff like that, right? And it gets deeper. It gets deeper past that point. So, after I came out, my, my nephews and nieces are congratulating me, right? I'm embracing them. I call my mom. My mom's in the middle of church, Joe. Wow. Right? She's in the middle of church when I call her. And for some reason, she answered the phone. She don't normally answer the phone if she's in church. Yeah. And she answered the phone mid-preaching, mid <laughs> right? Crazy yeah. circumstances. Right. And then she says, you got filled with the Holy Ghost, didn't you? And I said, yes, ma'am. And then she's on fire. She just sits there. She's praising God. She tells the church, the church is praising God, right? And then, like, I'm, like, I'm still in shock, man, right? Yeah. I am in shock still, right? I'm not even knowing what's going on. My sister and brother-in-law, they call me, right? And then and then they praising God right inside the uh inside the hospital. And then I shoot out, we have a family group chat, so I shoot out the pictures of of what I saw, you know, the Holy Ghost right there. Yeah. And the family is going crazy. But my brother-in-law takes it to another level. So the church that I got saved at. Right. One of the founding members for that church. Right. Mm -hmm. Was a bishop named a Reverend Holly Senior. Oh, wow, man. Right. Reverend Holly Senior. Last name Holly. So think about the pavement where it said Holly Ghost. Right. Me seeing Holy Ghost. Holly having another meaning. Right. With him saying Holly being the pastor of the church that I got saved in. And not to mention that my brother in law, that was his grandfather. Right, yeah. Bishop Holly was his <laughs> grandfather. I was like, you can't make this stuff up if you That's tried, right. right? It's too many confirmations all around the board, man. I couldn't from the dates, from the seventh being completion, from new beginnings, from seeing that on the pavement and everything else, right? So as I tell this story a little bit more, right, um, my wife bought to my knowledge, <laughs> and I and they overshot, right? So I don't know if you remember, we had a. Uh, a, pr uh, a play called the uh, only Christmas pageant in town at believers. Right. You remember that? Yes. All right. So I'm in that play and, and in there we have a guy, one of the funny, funniest guys I've met, man, uh, Martin. And he's saying this phrase, but this phrase that he's saying isn't inside the play. Right. Cause I was trying yeah. to check to make sure. And uh, he says this phrase, he says, uh, he said, yeah, I'm Reverend Holly. Yeah. Wow. Right. And he said, that's one L away from holy. Yes. <laughs> right? That <laughs> phrase, I, and it overshot it, man. This happened in December. I'm not even thinking about it. And my wife brings it up in, you know, in this month, June. Right. And she's like, she's like, yeah, she's like, you you never thought about that, right? It's like he said, he always said that phrase, one L away from holy. And wow. as I'm looking at that, <laughs> that, that thing, that, that, that sign on the ground in Pittsburgh, Holy Ghost, one L away from holy. 
Yeah. Right. I was like, dude, you can't make none of this up, man. God is so yeah. good, man. And he works things mm-hmm. in coincidence. And now my life has been on more than fire for God than ever, man. And like, I love yeah. telling the story. Yeah. I love telling my testimony. And, and I've literally been ministering more and more throughout any capacity that I have my whole life to other people. I'll just walk up to them and I'll just give them, I'll just talk to them and we'll pray or whatever else, right? I hand my little God loves you cards out or whatever it may be, man. And I'm just ministering and talking. And I've never experienced none of this before. And I and it helps people see that your life and things that you thought were coincidences or luck or by chance isn't any of that that is drawing you close to God. And he's trying to speak to you. Amen, brother. You know? Yeah, dude. Definitely. That's why your testimony uh, is so powerful. And that's why I wanted this to be like when we're, because we've been trying to do this, like full context. We've been trying to record this podcast for forever. This first episode. Yes, we have. And, And your testimony just brings so much life to people. And it was such an inspiration to me that, a lot of stuff just kind of like stuck out, like stood out to me that I, that just drew to me. Like when you said, like you mentioned, like Ludacris, Nelly, and Snoop Dogg, like people that are so secular in the world, right? Mm-hmm. That you have, you were thinking, what a why? What's going on with them? Why are they in your dream? It's that mm-hmm. that God chooses the most unlikely people. God doesn't want perfection. God wants your heart. And what really stuck out to me was like a verse in First Peter 2, 9, where it says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of the darkness into this wonderful light. And that's what happened in this testimony. And I wanted to give some context as well, as you said, like being filled by the Holy Spirit. And it, it is true. When you receive Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and lives with you. But there's two separate points of intercession between that is where God gives us talents that he wants to use that are manifested through the Holy Spirit. And speaking one of those tongues is one of those many talents that some people have, some people don't. Some are some are called for it, like you are, some aren't. And that's where we're talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit, where you have this spiritual revival where God really pushes forward with you and takes you to the, that next step. Because that's all that he's looking to do for you guys is to push you to push us to the next step to get closer to him. And like you said, like Jeremiah puts it the best. And you even like said it in your testimony. This is how shown that God knows our hearts. In Jeremiah 29, he says, but I But if I say I'll never mention the Lord or speak in his name, his words would burn in my heart like a fire. It's like it's in my bones. I'm worn out. I cannot keep it out. And that's what you were feeling. You were filled by the spiritual fire where God moved in your heart. And look where it's brought us. Like we met at a we met at a small group at our local church from that here. This was all within a month of meeting, by the way. I want you to mind, mind when you first did your testimony and told me about it, within a month from our first meeting at small group. That's yeah. like to completely now ministering to people, like out and about really being on fire for God and starting a Facebook page, a YouTube channel, a 
and now a podcast like with and we're reaching people we're reaching people and we're making an impact and that's all that god is and that's just from you having a desire to get closer to him mm-hmm. you can't beat that stuff dude like that's if that's not god ordained and showing that god has a plan for our lives yeah, no, 100%, man. Hey, that's, look, man, that's, that's, Joe, you're hitting it on the head, right? And that's the yeah. biggest thing I would say is that uh, one thing I always want to remain humble, man, is that because, because without God, man, we are nothing. Exactly. And we got to, you got to understand that, man. It's just like to every single aspect of my life, man, to him be the glory Amen. of it all. And, and just to give him praise, man. Like, honestly, man, think about it, man. We could have been taken out. Any day we could have not woken up or or wherever else, right? You you seen people or heard about stories where worse trees falling on people's houses while they're asleep, or yeah. you know, or, or hurricanes or whatever else may happen, or not even waking up because of medical reasons or having an aneurysm, right? Yeah. It's just little things like that, man. That just that are just so traumatic, right? But mm-hmm. you are still here because you have a mission, and I and. I think this mission right here that we are on, man, is to spread the gospel. And we already know that, man, to spread the love of God, man. Exactly. Yeah, dude, definitely. And that's, that's, that's all it is. You know, that's, that's why we're doing what we're doing in this, um, in this little crazy little space of ministry that we're trying to do is just help people to find and come closer to God, have that intimacy. Because like you said, it's planting a seed and God planted that seed back in you when you were six right when you wanted to have that intercessory moment with god where you're like yeah god i want to be filled with the spirit and god god knows the desires of your heart but he knows the timing and when he does everything because our ways are not his ways and when you see that mountain god sees that mountain moved and we you know we we are that finite thinking but it's just so it's so good, man. It's just so powerful yeah. to hear you be on fire for God, to have a testimony where it touches you and it's an intimate way. Because then of course, you know, it's not about that what I've done, how God's done this to me, how great I am. It's that personal, it's that personal relationship, that that one-on-one experience with a supernatural father. Who can't? Who loved you enough that he took on mortal form and became a baby, so you could have this intercession with him and have that quality time. What a God we serve, man! What 100%. a what a creator who meets you where you are, who doesn't expect yeah. you to elevate to him, but will meet you at yours and let me take you the rest of the way. Yeah, you know, I would. I would, I would say this one phrase, man, that I love yeah. so much. And I'll, you know, we posted it on the uh, Come Closer Facebook page too as well. Yes. But um, Mark Batterson says, says it really good, man. He says that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Amen. Right. Brother. If you think about that, man, like we, we try to get ourselves to the point where God will go ahead and accept us when he will already accept you where you are right now. Yeah. Right. And then in the biggest piece, man, especially forgiveness, right? Once you repent from your sins, you are already forgiven, man. Yeah. He says that he will forgive you, right? Mm-hmm. It's the hardest part is that we don't forgive ourselves. True. And we got to forgive ourselves, man. God mm-hmm. already called you, man. And you weren't qualified. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude. I'm that's that's the biggest thing is the for, for, for forgiveness part because we can live in our past mistakes and and you're like you said God's like it's done it's over new slate now you walk with me you know that's the beauty of grace yeah that a God will look will just say okay it's done it's finished this is why I came I I desire a relationship with you. I desire an intimacy with you. Like he loves you more than anyone could on every anyone ever would. It's powerful stuff, man. Yeah, bro. So good, bro. It's so good. Yeah, <laughs> well, she, bro. Jeez, man. I don't think I don't think we can top that right now. Nah, man. I'll say we just leave it where it is. Hey man, just just, just know God loves you. <laughs> And he wants a relationship. End of. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, so. with you having such a powerful testimony, why didn't you give us the honor and ending this out and leaving this and leading us in prayer? Would you do that for us today? All right now. Got it, Joe. Hey, so um, everybody who is listening, right? Uh, I want, first and foremost, I thank you for listening to that testimony. And I hope that you you let it resonate with you, right? That you look into yourself and see all the things that God has done in your life that weren't coincidences, you know, and then share this with somebody else. We pray that throughout it all, that God gets the glory from it all and go into prayer. Dear Heavenly Amen. Father, we just want to thank you for this day that you have made, Lord God. We thank you for your love, your kindness, your grace, your mercy that endures forever and ever, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for just meeting us where we are right now. Lord, we thank you and we love you, Lord God. And we thank you and we praise you for all that you are and all that you continue to be, Lord God. We pray that you cover us, Lord God, this day with your precious blood and camp your angels all around us. Let no hurt, harm, danger come upon us or near us, Lord God. That you bless us spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially, Lord God, so we may be a blessing to others, Lord God. And Lord, we pray that you let your light shine through us, Lord God, and navigate others through darkness, Lord God, and to reach us where we are. And we thank you and we praise you, Lord God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen, brother. Well, dude, that was awesome. Thank you. And we're going to say thank you again for everyone to checking out the Come Closer podcast. We're going to catch you guys on the next one. God bless you all. Thank you so much. See you all next time. Take it easy, guys. Be blessed. Go spread love. All right, take it easy. (laughs) Bye, guys. Thank you so much for spending some time with us and checking out the Come Closer podcast. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can check us out at Come Closer on Facebook and YouTube. We've attached those links in the show notes.